Good morning and welcome to Bada and a Price. My name is Hannah. I'm so sorry to be recording this and bringing this to you a day late. I tried desperately to get this to you yesterday and it just wouldn't work for whatever reason this episode wouldn't upload. So you get it on a Saturday morning instead of a food for thought Friday. What are we talking about today? We are going to be exploring a beginner's guide to doing a plant-based diet right. Last week, I brought you doing a ketogenic diet right. And that was a plant-based way of doing a ketogenic diet. See, I wanted to bring Sarah and I both actually wanted to bring you plant-based diets because they're really foundational to every single diet that works for overall good health and longevity. But plant-based diets can be confusing because they're talked about in so many different ways. You can follow a plant-based diet and eat meat, eggs, dairy, poultry, seafood, or other plants. But regardless of what else you choose to eat, what a plant-based diet done right is, is that it means vegetables are the star of your plate. So if you're a plant-based beginner, doing a plant-based diet means that the majority of what you eat should be plants. That's how you do plant-based right. And because a plant-based diet can fit within anyone's food preferences, we wanted to provide you an ultimate guide. There's going to be a lot of links in the show notes so that you can download the different PDFs that we've created to supplement this episode. All right, lots of information in today's post, so feel free to start it finish it later, come back and listen to sections at your leisure, depending on what you need refreshed on. Because by the end of this episode, you're going to have all the tools a beginner needs for doing a plant-based diet right. You ready to explore the vast, flavorful world of plant-based foods? I bet you are. Let's get going. So, what is a plant-based diet? Most people think plant-based means that you have to be a vegan or a vegetarian, but you're in luck, it doesn't. You can follow a plant-based diet and still eat meat. When you look at the research studies analyzing people's eating habits, plant-based is simply a term used when plants comprise the majority of a person's diet. So let's clarify that a bit more and actually define plants. Plants are anything that grows in the ground or came from something growing in the ground. Vegetables, legumes, i.e. beans, peas, lentils, fruits, nuts, seeds, herbs, spices, and whole grains are all plants. Now for the word I dislike to the nth degree, diets. The reason for my extreme distaste is largely because of the agony and grief diets and dieting cause so many women. It's a word that conveys suffering, loss, and misery. 
And food and eating shouldn't be any of those things. God gave us food to nourish and sustain us. God created food because he knew it would bring us pleasure, knew that it would fuel our bodies, and knew it would bring us together with other people. Food should be celebrated, it should be enjoyed, and it should be treasured. It's what God created to ensure that you're able to do all he created you for. It's what fuels your body. In scientific research, diets aren't the pain and suffering that we think of them as. They are actually eating habits, not things that you go on and off of or that carry a strict set of rules. Let me say that again. They're eating habits. They're lifestyle habits. The food you eat should be a part of your lifestyle. It should be a life-sustaining way of life, period. So I can't explain a plant-based diet and how to do it right without also explaining its unhealthy side. You can be 100% plant-based and still be eating a sad standard American diet. Grocery store aisles are flooded with unhealthy foods made only from plants, and I have met my fair share of unhealthy people following sad plant-based diets. Sarah and I, we don't want you to be sad. We want to provide you research-backed tools and resources that enable you to take great care of yourself. After all, you're God's image-bearer and the temple of the Holy Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit's dwelling place. Please remember that if you're going to benefit from following a plant-based diet, you've got to do it the healthy way, the right way. So what are those benefits of doing plant-based? There are so many plant-based eating benefits that it would take me all day to explain them. So I'm just going to give you some little snippets of what happens when the bulk of your diet is plants. Each of these benefits could literally be an entire podcast episode. And maybe, maybe in the near future, I will have to do that. If you would like a full episode and more information about any of these benefits that I talk about, please let us know. So those bennies. One, a plant-based diet is heart healthy. It improves blood pressure, lessens your chances of heart disease. It improves already existing heart disease. The forms of fiber in plants help lower cholesterol, reduce inflammation. Both of those things can lead to that aforementioned heart disease. The more whole food plants you eat, the lower your risk of heart disease becomes. I know I said heart disease a whole lot just then, but... That's because plants help a whole lot when it comes to keeping your heart healthy. Number two, a plant-based diet reduces your cancer risk. When you're following a plant-based diet, it's foundational to preventing cancer. The myriad of different nutrients contained in plants all work to help prevent cancer from forming in cells. They work positively to alter genetic responses that are linked to cancer formation and also help support your body's ability to destroy those abnormal cancer cells. Number three, a plant-based diet can lower your body weight. Now, while eating plant-based isn't guaranteed to cause weight loss, 
it is a likely side effect. Plant foods are incredibly filling, bulky, and very low in calories. And because of this, it's difficult to eat too many calories when the bulk of your plate is plants. Research has found that people following a plant-based diet lose weight and are able to maintain a healthy weight for life. Number four, a plant-based diet improves blood sugar. No matter the form of diabetes, eating plants is one of the best ways to lower blood sugar. It's also one of the top ways of preventing diabetes. The healthy combo of nutrients and fiber that plants contain helps to lower inflammation and sweep that glucose or sugar out of your system. If you're at risk for or have diabetes, a plant-based diet is the way to go. In addition to those four biggies, as if those aren't enough, a plant-based diet done right is also going to improve your GI health. You improve your GI health and you're also going to improve your mood. Your liver, protect your cells, positively affect your hormones, improve your immune system, better your skin, improve your brain health and memory. It's one of the best ways to combat and prevent dementia and Alzheimer's and so much more. Eating plant-based is the right diet for you if living a healthy life and taking great care of your body, the Holy Spirit's temple, happens to be on your to-do list. So what are plant-based diet foods? Now, you've got a sweeping overview of why to follow a plant-based diet and what it is, you'd probably like to know, well, what foods do I get to eat? The easiest way to answer that is to ask yourself a question. Did it grow in the ground or come from something that did? That's plant-based eating. You eat things that grew in the ground or came from something that did. One of the things that you can download in the show notes is a PDF that lists plant-based diet foods. Remember, though, doing a plant-based diet right means eating whole, minimally processed foods. So let's talk about some of these plant-based foods. Vegetables. All fresh or frozen non-starchy and starchy vegetables, leafy greens and herbs are all part of a plant-based diet. Canned veggies? Those have almost no nutritional value and they need to be off your list. Fermented vegetables, on the other hand, which can be found in the refrigerator case of many grocery stores these days, are a wonderful addition to a plant-based diet. They have health benefits all of their own. Fruits. All fresh or frozen unsweetened fruits and berries are part of a plant-based diet. Also, unsulfured, unsweetened dried fruits and applesauce are okay, but stay away from the canned or sweetened fruit. Legumes. Dried and canned beans are both an important part of a plant-based diet. Beans, lentils, peas, all fall into that category. They're a wonderful source of protein and fiber. Whole grains. All dry, whole, keyword there, grains are allowed on a plant-based diet. Bread that's made with 100% whole grains is okay, but you want to read the ingredients. You want it to say whole or 100%, not made with 
or the name of a grain followed by a parenthesis that has a long list of vitamins and minerals inside of it. Fats. This one is tricky because most oil is a highly processed food, and oil is fat. Minimally processed fats include nuts, seeds, avocado, olives, coconut, and coconut milk. And that plant-based food list that I told you was in the show notes includes some additional healthier and less processed fats and oils. Some miscellaneous things you can eat on a plant-based diet. Coffee, tea, herbs, spices, and vinegars are all part of a healthy plant-based diet. Non-dairy milks, those are another one that's a little complicated because many of them contain some strange ingredients. So look for plant milks with no sugar, and simple ingredients that you might have in your kitchen. Budget-friendly. This is one of the things that most people don't realize about a plant-based diet. Most cultures in the world follow a plant-based diet because it's the cheapest way to eat. Following a plant-based diet the right way is extremely budget-friendly. The most expensive thing that you can put in your grocery cart is meat. Beans, lentils, nuts, seeds, spices, and more are all much cheaper when you buy them in bulk. And that saves you money while also protecting our planet. Because when you use reusable containers to purchase those bulk foods, you're not having to utilize packaging that can't be recycled. Most grocers who sell bulk items will also tear the containers you bring in to fill with their bulk foods. So take your container to the grocery store, go to customer service, ask them to weigh it, and mark the weight of the container on on it. Then go and fill it up with whatever bulk foods you're buying. Go back and they will subtract the original weight of the container from the new weight that contains the bulk foods. So, Another thing while you're following other cultures' plant-based leads from a budget-friendly standpoint, and that's to follow their taste profile lead as well. These cultures have mastered the art of producing inexpensive, flavorful, plant-based meals with nothing more than plants. The best part about eating plant-based foods, it's inexpensive, health-promoting, and full of flavor. Now, serving sizes. I had considered not even including this, but Sarah told me it really benefited her and she thought that each of you would want it as well. Because I'm not a big fan of serving sizes because most people don't really eat by them. But I know that when you're getting started with something, having an estimate of how much of things you need helps you know how much you should eat on any given day. So I'm going to give you the approximate servings of plant-based foods that you need for different calorie ranges each day. What you have to remember is the amount of food you need is going to vary each day, and it's going to be largely dependent on your lifestyle. Here's some averages that are going to work with or without meat. 12 to 1400 calorie plant-based diet, you want two to three protein servings, two to three fat servings, eight to nine veggies, two fruits, and one to two whole grains. 14 to 1600 calories, 
three to four protein, three to four fat, eight to 11 vegetables, two fruits, and two whole grain servings, 16 to 1800 calories, four to five protein, four to five fat, 11 to 12 vegetables, two fruits, and two to three whole grain servings, 1800 to 2000 calorie, five to six protein servings, four to five fat servings, 12 vegetables, three fruits, and two to three whole grains. So now, what do those servings that I just mentioned look like? Protein serving. One serving of protein is three ounces of meat, one ounce of cheese, six to eight ounces of most unsweetened milk or yogurts, a half cup of beans, lentils, or peas, or one ounce of most nuts and seeds. A fat serving is a teaspoon of oil, ghee, butter, or mayo, an eighth of an avocado, or one and a half to three tablespoons of coconut milk pesto salad dressing. It's going to depend on whether or not it's full fat, low fat, and some of the ingredients on that one, ladies, or eight olives. Vegetable servings, half cup raw non-starchy vegetables, one cup of leafy greens, one cup of cubed winter squash, or half a medium potato or sweet potato. Fruit serving, a tennis ball sized piece of most whole fruits or three quarter cup of berries. And a grain serving, about one third cup of brown, red, purple, some kind of colored rice except white, or a half cup of most other whole grains. And all of these things, except the vegetables and the fruits, are referring to cooked. Food and the way we combine it to form most meals is so varied that it's near impossible to provide exact serving sizes. So use these serving sizes as a rough guide for approximating how much of a particular food group you need each day. And unless your health demands exacting specifics, enjoy your food and don't get bogged down with weighing and measuring how much of each thing you're needing. So, planning plant-based meals. When it comes to doing a plant-based diet right, taking the time to plan your meals is probably the most important thing you can do. Knowing what you're going to eat each day prevents you from grabbing last-minute unhealthy food. It saves you money and ultimately saves you time. So, I'm going to list out some of my favorite plant-based meal planning steps, and there's also a link in the show notes for some additional meal planning steps. Number one, you've got a meal plan. So start by asking yourself, what does a week ahead look like? What foods do I already have? Then start planning the meals that you're going to have the most time to cook. Always plan for leftovers and try to repurpose ingredients in different ways. Number two, batch cook. Some batch cooking might be a weekend thing and some can be done while you're actually preparing other meals. Things like beans, lentils, whole grains, roasted veggies, potatoes, sweet potatoes, winter squash, sauces, and dressings can all be batch cooked and prepared several days in advance. As a bonus, beans and whole grains, those actually freeze really well. So, Meal prep might take a little bit of time, but if you get the family involved, it's going to teach skills, be fun, and it'll set your week up for success. 
Number three, start small. Start with what you already know how to do and tweak it to make it plant-based. If you're a beginner, start by making one meal a day entirely plant-based and then work up from there. Start with something you know you can do and gradually build on it each week. Four, Tweak recipes. If you've got meat-centered recipes that your family loves, it's time to make them plant-based. And this is easier than you think. Just replace all or most of the meat with things like beans, lentils, nuts, seeds, tofu, tempeh, seitan, mushroom, vegetables. Vegetables, my dears, have protein. If you're a plant-based beginner, start small and split the difference between meat and plants. Then the next time, make it 75% plants. You get the idea? So Sarah wanted me to include two of her favorite recipes that she used when her and her husband were learning how to follow a plant-based diet. And these two recipes come from Minimalist Baker and the links for them are in the show notes. Minimalist Baker is a great blog with plant-based recipes and I've never had one that didn't taste amazing. And I think Sarah would wholeheartedly agree. Number five, a salad bar. This is the best way to make lunch in seconds while also allowing for unending variety. Make one shelf in your fridge the salad bar shelf and then fill mason jars with pre-cut veggies, herbs, a variety of greens, some olives or nuts, seeds, artichoke hearts, pickles, and a couple of homemade dressings. Let your creativity run wild with what you put on your salad bar shelf and also with what you put in your fridge salad each morning. Six, buy fresh. Get fresh veggies once or twice a week and consider signing up for a community-supported agriculture in your area. That's where you get fresh vegetables, sometimes fruits, sometimes other things from a farmer in your area. So not only are you getting local, you're cutting on the shipping, you're getting produce that is so amazingly fresh, you won't have ever tasted anything like it. There's a link in the show notes for signing up and seeing if you can find a CSA in your area. Seven, get some good cookbooks. You want to get a couple of good plant-based cookbooks that'll help you explore different plants and flavor combinations. A couple of my favorites, Nourishing Meals, Otolenghi Simple, and Vegetable Literacy. And last but not least, if you don't already have one, grab yourself an Instant Pot. These things make cooking dry beans and grains a snap. As a matter of fact, they make cooking a whole lot of things a snap. And while eating canned beans is okay, it is so much less expensive and a whole lot tastier when you cook them from dry. And be sure to explore that world of whole grains on the plant-based food list as well, cooking them in your Instant Pot. Now, the part of this beginner's guide that'll help you get all of this good stuff onto your plate. 
the plant-based diet meal plan. That's my favorite part because I love helping people incorporate more flavorful vegetables onto their into their meals. I've got a copy of a seven-day meal plan that you can download in the show notes. And that brings us to the end. The Ultimate Beginner's Guide to doing a plant-based diet right. I hope that this has helped and that you see how plants can fit into any diet pattern you choose to follow. As I shared last week, a plant-based diet done right even fits with a keto diet. So whether you eat eggs, dairy, meat, or no meat, a plant-based diet is a healthy way to eat for life. A plant-based diet done right, it's not a fad or a diet that you do for X number of months in order to lose weight. Following a plant-based diet should be a way of life, the way you eat all your meals for the rest of your life. If you have any questions about following a plant-based diet, you can reach us at the link in the show notes. And if you haven't downloaded our Christian Woman's Whole Health Starter Guide, be sure and download that as well in the show notes. I told you there are a whole lot of things that you can download today in the show notes. That Christian Woman's Whole Health Starter Guide is going to help you make gradual change so that you're healthier spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically. Until next time, remember, your body is God's temple and the Holy Spirit dwells in you. Would you meditate on that this week as you're pursuing a healthy plant-based diet? God bless.